0: Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. Can I hear you? I think you can. I can hear you! Huzzah!
1: Yay. I'm not a ghost! I was briefly worried that I, that one of us was a ghost, and that's why we couldn't hear the other.
0: But we're good now.
1: We are! Hi everybody, it's GleeCast. We're not ghosts, nor are we superheroes. We're just two people who talk about Glee.
0: We are. I'm I'm Erica. I'm Emily.
1: Huzzah. Ah, We're both in a, a better mood, I think, than we have been
0: in the last couple of podcasts. Possibly, yes.
1: Maybe. Maybe it has something to do with the episode.
0: I'm trying to figure out, see, you don't have a Kindle, so you won't actually be able to help me, but Apparently. my Kindle, when I, like, you could take Kindle books out from the library, right, and they're <laughs> on loan to you, and then... Which I don't understand. Why can't you just keep them? I know, it's silly, and technically, if you just don't turn your Wi-Fi on on your Kindle, you can keep them until you're done reading them, which is normally what I do, but I was on the waiting list for the new Gillian Flynn novel, and it finally came up that it was available, so I just turned on the Wi-Fi because I had loaded a bunch of books on when the hurricane hit because I was going to have nothing to do with the power. Sure. Um, And there were two books that I had finished reading. I had finished The Night Circus, which was really, really good, and I recommend to everyone. You should look into it. It, Mm -hmm. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, And The Perks of Being a Wallflower, and I read both of those books front to back. Um, And there were, like, three other books that I also downloaded and put on there from the library and never read. I didn't even open them, like, because, like, I just didn't, I wound up not reading them, whatever. And so I just downloaded my new book and I turned the Wi-Fi on so that I could get it on the Kindle. And the two books that I completely finished reading stayed on my Kindle. But the ones that I didn't finish reading, it says loan Ended, Hmm. like like from the library. So I'm very confused about that because they're really all from the library. I don't understand why some are still on there and I could still flip through them and read them, but others I can't.
1: I don't know. I do books the old-fashioned way.
0: I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah,
1: because I've been using my library a lot lately just because now I'm closer to one and I have a longer commute so I can read. And, I mean, I I understand the benefits of a Kindle, especially since the book I was just reading was a hardcover, like, 500-page book, and it weighed down my bag every day. Yeah. And it would be nice to not to do that, but at the same time, I I like books.
0: I like books, too. I was very reluctant, but ultimately, Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? It's... Like they came down so much in price, true. That it was just worthwhile. Plus, I haven't I haven't paid for a book in I don't know how long. Because yeah, because
1: that and money. that is a nice nice aspect of it.
0: Yeah, between the li- like just being able to get them fr- from the library without going to the library and mm-hmm. and Randy, I've have so uh-huh. many books from our good friend Randy that you know he's given me to put on there that mm-hmm. have been I haven't bought a book in so long. Well, so, way to kill the book industry, Erica. It's true. I way know. to kill print. Way to kill it. Okay. I know. I, I'm i single-handedly doing it. That's exactly what it is. Um,
1: um, so, are we ready to talk about Glee, or do we have any other TV things to talk about beforehand? Um, American Horror Story wasn't as good this week, I didn't think, but it was fine. Or did we already talk about that? We talked I, about it on the last episode. Yeah, we did, because we, like, yeah. just... Re- That's right, because we're in a weird midweek thingy thing.
0: We did, like, just record. Um, I'll talk about... Wait, what oh, are- you have something. Yes,
1: you were telling me it involved um, somebody I like a lot. Somebody I love, you might even on say.
0: The, are you talking about The Voice? Yes. Okay, so yeah, I was going to talk about it on the show anyway, Um, but that's not what I was just thinking of. So I'm I'm finally current on The Voice. I've been behind since the hurricane because it's on twice a week and it's about three hours worth of show per week. So it's very, very, very easy to fall behind. Um, but we've, my, my, boyfriend michael and i finally caught up because we basically just watched the episode on fast forward and stop for the performances huh. um so we finally caught up and last night it was the best thing ever Silo green and hermit oh. the frog saying it's not easy being green together
1: that just sounds amazing
0: and it was great because Silo is amazing even though he has weird tiny hands i love she him um, and he was in like a green outfit with little mirrors all over it and this oh, big oh. floppy hat. Oh. And, um, let's see, a fuzzy animal and Janice were in the chairs. And uh, Walter, what's the other one's name? The old guys. Um, Stadler and Waldorf. Yeah, thank you. I, I called him Walter, whatever. They were up oh. in the balcony oh. making their comments. Wait, was Rolf playing the piano? He was not. Well, Aw, kills Cilo. everything. CeeLo was playing the piano. Okay. The piano. But if Rolf were a Muppet, he'd kind of be CeeLo. He might be. Cool. Rolf has longer arms than CeeLo. Rolf um, is my favorite Muppet. But it was it was really adorable and amusing. And I di- I I acquired, I purchased CeeLo's um Christmas album today. Me. What? Obtained. Obtained. CeeLo's Christmas album today, which is called CeeLo's Magic Moment, which I find fantastic. <laughs> is um, it like, is the cover of the album him wearing a Santa Claus hat? He is wearing a Santa hat, and he's in like a red convertible being drawn by, I want to say horses. I don't remember now. Huh. Wait, I'm going to look it up. Um, it, it's a very fan- fantastical cover, but there's a song on there. It's a Christmas album, and it's um, there's a song on there called, like, uh, all you, it, I think it's called "All You Need Is Love," which is misleading because it's a Beatles song. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called that, and then it uses the phenomena ma, right? And it uses that in conjunction right. with, um, like, la 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 love. So it's a little like la, It's a little all you need is love. Yeah, it's like okay, I, and I dig, puppets, it, I dig it. They sing on it. So
1: Interesting. It's pretty great. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I'm. Yeah, I need. I need to see this. um, This performance because it sounds adorable.
0: Yeah, it's. It's. I'm gonna send you the link to the photo. It's horses. It's three horses, and there's a reindeer driving, and he's not wearing a Santa hat, but he does have on a big fur coat.
1: Okay. Well, is it real fur? Because that's wrong.
0: No, I'm sure it's fake fur because he looks good, man. Um. Oh, I want. (laughs) I wanted to. I realized that. Have I don't think we've mentioned that you have another podcast on the show yet. I think I threw it out there. One of the, <laughs> you just sent me the cover and it's
1: awesome. I know it's wonderful, right? It's, it's him in a convertible and there's a reindeer. Dro- wait, why? Oh, the reindeer is driving. driving. I know. Um, he's just holding on, not wearing a seatbelt, which I, you know, oh. um, and then there's three white horses in like it's spangly collars. That's awesome. Um, that makes me very happy. Um, but yo, yes, I, I do have a second podcast.
0: Yes, uh, the, it is the feminine critique, and I just wanted to give you props for it. I'm like, oh, thank you. Halfway through, it, it finally sounds a lot better. No offense. Oh no, I know the um
1: <laughs> the second episode had some very the rough, them, very
0: bad issues. I was like, I can't hear Emily, and then I, were, I would. <laughs> and turn, it's like so weird. How can you not hear me? I know. I would turn the radio up all the way, and then Christine would talk, and I'd be like, ah! She's <laughs> a very quiet person. She is the um, irony but I can hear both of you this episode, so that's good. Um, but I'm halfway through the Atonement review and it made me want to watch Atonement so much that I, once again, found a way to acquire it. <laughs> it is not sold in many stores, but I searched stores and found it and I'm going to watch it, it when we're done recording.
1: Awesome. Acqu- acquis- acquisition?
0: Yeah, we. it's a...
1: Priorization for you? Acqu- acqu- the thing, yeah, yeah. you're... A- a- I can't speak anymore. I've lost my words. I think I have dementia. I really do.
0: No, right? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Acquisition? Acquisition? Yeah, I guess so, but it doesn't sound
1: right. I don't know. I, I'm I worry about my mind. You're okay. I hope so. We'll see. Um but thank you very much. We were we were happy to do that one.
0: Yeah, it's I forgot I have only seen that movie once and I forgot how good it was. I kept talking back to my radio, so
1: <laughs> nice. I also
0: I don't a big question on that episode for those who don't listen. I've, I don't know why I'm using this as like catch up chit chit chat time with you. Like, well, you know, it's ridiculous, but I have one last thing to say. I, I one of the big questions on the episode was why do women hate Kira Knightley and yeah. I I don't personally hate her I don't love her as much as you guys do and I think a big issue that I have with her is that she has a really bad underbite and when mm-hmm. she gets angry which she does in a lot of the roles that she takes she often plays bitches yeah her entire jaw juts out from and her yeah. bottom teeth are in front of her top teeth and it drives me crazy interesting and, like, so, like, I don't hate her, but I don't love her. But that's one of the things. And that you think one of those things could just be the underbite. Right. It irks hmm. me. About
1: interesting. Her. Interesting. I, I will bring up that point. Okay. And ponder it with the pipe. With the pipe? Yes. Well, I use that for pipe, for pondering.
0: Okay. Okay. Right. So I guess we could talk about Glee now. All right, so um the Thanksgiving
1: episode, which we will we've expressed a lot of anger about and I know our feedback everybody echoes that. Just fucking don't release a new episode on Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, it's um, just silly. Yeah. This episode written and directed by a familiar face. Mm-hmm. One Mr. Ian
1: Brennan. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's what happened. Break out the lycra and logoed capes for a very superheroic edition of Glee. It all begins when the Warblers hijack the Nationals trophy in order to tempt the very temptable Blaine back over to the dark side. Thankfully, the Superheroes Club swoops in on time to save our favorite tie tenor soul with kind words and volunteer work. Finn struggles to lead the reluctant Glee Club, but finds an easy way to lead Cool Rider into the realization that he is indeed dyslexic. This helps to chill things between Cool Rider and Tupac, the latter of whom is ready to battle over the heart of the now apparently bulimic, but we don't really care, Marley Rose. Men wore tights, hallways, saw fights, and the episode aired on Thanksgiving night, and that's what you most likely missed on Glee.
0: That was a good one. We did that one. Did we? Yeah. Okay, sure. It sounded like it to me, that right. we were at the same time. Maybe there's lag. Maybe that's why we never get it right. Or oh, maybe well. Maybe that's why I think we get it wrong and you think we get it right. That's possible.
1: We'll deal with it.
0: Um, all right, so this is a very uh, – well, first of all, you and I both
1: didn't know it aired until yeah. Todd and DVRs were people talking about it. Yeah, we had no idea. It's interesting. It's both frustrating and interesting. One, because, spoiler alert, I, I like this episode. So it would have been an episode that I would have, you know, been happy to watch twice. I only watched it once. Um, but also, on the other hand, it was a very low-profile episode in a it's lot of ways. Very throwaway. Very throwaway. Only really, what, two storylines going on, and neither of them really changed anything,
0: probably, in the big picture? Nope. Nothing nothing advances.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's one thing, but we already kind of knew it. Uh, and we didn't have any New York scenes.
0: No. Zero.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, plot-wise, very few things. Um, let's start with uh, Blaine,
0: I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this again this was one of those storylines that Glee could have taken and made work over a few episodes as a character arc. Yeah. But they didn't. They crammed it all into one episode. And nothing changes in the end except right. I mean we've we've had Blaine say here and there that obviously he misses Kurt and
1: I don't know. I I every once in a while the thought has come up that he left Dalton to be with Kurt and now Kurt's graduated. So that we knew, I mean that we've kind of dealt with this whole season, but you know, the the temptation to go back to warblers hasn't been there and it just kind of threw itself out this episode and ended.
0: Yeah. All in one fell swoop. All in one fell swoop. That being said, I enjoyed the storyline a lot. Yeah, it was, it was acceptable. Um, it was nice to see the warblers again. I don't know why we needed another new warbler. Um, Maybe was- they just, I don't know, didn't want Sebastian to be. Well, that's like that. And that was another note. Well, I was looking for his name. His name is Hunter Clarington, um, which is just obnoxious in the the name world. Um, But like, that's the one of all the things of all the continuity threads that they've dropped. This is the one that they pick up and hold on Mm -hmm. to is that Sebastian turned turned around and he's a nice guy now. Like that's the one you choose to hold on to Glee really. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because it could have still been... It's not like Sebastian...
1: But you know what, though? Because it's not like he was a good guy in this episode. He was still there yeah. being like, come to the dark side. He was him. But yeah, why him. couldn't he have just been the... Yeah, I don't know why they introduced this new character. Maybe we'll find out at regionals that this guy is amazing in some capacity. Or not regionals, I guess sectionals. But I don't know. It did seem like a really odd choice to throw in a new character. Just so that he could, he could be petting a cat, but you a could have done that.
0: Which is know. another, it's a, it's a CeeLo thing also. I'll just keep, I'm just going to weave CeeLo into everything we talk <laughs> about.
1: A very CeeLo Gleecast. This
0: is the CeeLo episode of
1: CeeLo edition.
0: Um, now the other thing, on one hand, I like that Sam
1: kind of came to the rescue and was the, the one to really make a difference and, and help Blaine see that he should stay. But like, what was it? It was like, give me a day. And so they all volunteered
0: for Thanksgiving
1: and that's what convinced Blaine to say.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, this wasn't even, like, this next episode is called Thanksgiving. So this aired on Thanksgiving, but it wasn't the Thanksgiving so episode. Was, yeah. And there was nothing in, like, on one hand, I, it would have been so easy to have, like, the
1: whole superheroes club was cute, but it, like, didn't really seem to mean anything. But it would have been really easy for them to, and yes, okay, we have the song Heroes, but we'll get there. But it would have been easy for them to be like, oh, you know what, real real heroes are real life people who do things. Like... And then volunteer work. Like, that would have made more sense, even if it would have been cheesy. I don't know. It was a very odd, just, um, like, if I was not, didn't have my eyes on the TV when this was happening, I would have not known what kind of change things for Blaine. And it would have been, oh, montage of volunteer yeah. work. Just strange. Mm-hmm. It so, was. Uh, I mean, it, it put Blaine on screen for a lot of the episodes. So I'm okay it with did. it. It did. Yeah. Um, so the other
0: big storyline...
1: Okay. Um as briefly as possible. As briefly as possible. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to dance around because this honestly this character might is so much worse than unique right now. Um so Cool Rider and Tupac, Jake's uh, Puck's brother. Jake? What's his name? Jake. I thought his name was Jake in real life. Oh it's I don't know. Jake I don't know. Puckerman. Fine. That yeah, guy.
0: I have so it written they, down
1: Jake. They essentially are fighting over somebody who wears a hat. Um, And so Finn, who is now in charge of New Directions and is kind of having a hard time kind of finding his footing, um, comes up with an assignment, which is for these two to bond, for them to sing together, for them to tell each other like their deepest secret, which seems, yeah, that's what high school kids do when they have an enemy. Uh, But somehow it works. And so um, Puck's brother tells Cool Rider that he never, he he doesn't fit in because of his, because he's interracial. And then we learn that Cool Rider is dyslexic. Of course. Give me ten bucks, Erica.
0: I never made that bet. But it some okay. Somebody can just... we can we briefly detour from the plot to talk about this dyslexia test? Okay. Did you under Did you understand how this told this woman that he had that he was d- dyslexic? Well, it didn't matter for me because I knew he was dyslexic just because I, I called it
1: as soon as it happened. Um, but, I mean, my under I don't understand dyslexia that well. My understanding of it is, um it's you know letters don't necessarily make sense together which is why if he recognized a word he could he would know it but if a word was off he might not recognize be able to put it together and recognize that it's not a word i guess that was my understanding i don't know
0: okay here i just i just look, looked up the definition it's a developmental reading disorder also called dyslexia is a reading disability that occurs when the brain does not properly recognize and process certain symbols so f- I get, I get that that like, but it's also wait, I'm trying to. I'm here's the symptoms. A person with uh, DRD may have trouble rhyming and separating sounds that make up spoken words. These abilities appear to be critical in the process of learning to read. A child's initial skills, blah blah blah. Um, symptoms may include difficulty. Determining the meaning of a simple sentence Difficulty learning to recognize Written words and difficulty rhyming I feel like she didn't test Any of those things I was just like I'm sure it was actually The real test but I was very Mm -hmm. confused by it Because she was he like couldn't sound Out a word he spelled things Wrong like that you're you can't Spell pretty or minute you're just a bad Speller I don't understand how that makes you dyslexic And he couldn't read words that Were backwards but I thought That like I thought dyslexia was basically sort of transposing things in your head and reading them backwards. So if you're looking at backwards words, wouldn't you technically transpose them and read them the correct way? I don't know. I, I That's what I always used
1: to think dyslexia is, but I think it's a little more complicated. Yeah, like, it, I don't I, think I, it is just backwards un- makes sense and front ways doesn't. Like I think it is because, I mean, that makes sense for why you would be a bad speller if you were undiagnosed dyslexic because you would never have been able to learn spelling certain words okay if so you, if you so never understood why... um you know that i don't know like a b l e makes the sound ubble then you would have a very difficult time spelling that i would think so i think the spelling i don't know that spelling is a direct result of dyslexia i think it's more it would be very difficult to be a good speller if you don't never understood the way the English language is to begin with, I guess, in, in the written form. I think.
0: Okay. Can Brianne answer this? Because she's. I don't know. I, I was wondering, which is another reason why I brought it up. Yeah. I was like, someone and and. Wayne, too, might be able to answer it. Like, I was like, someone yeah. that we, listens to us will be able Who to has, answer yeah. my question, so that's why I'm going to bring up my concerns. I was just confused by it. I was It wasn't necessarily a negative or, or mm-hmm. critical point on my behalf. I just wanted to talk about it I because it
1: yeah.
0: I was also intrigued by it because I was like, what? I was like, why can't you read floor? But now, like, now that I'm reading the definition, it says that you have trouble associating, like, the sounds that the language means, so you can't, mm-hmm. like, you read only by recognition you're not actually reading like that makes sense to me now and
1: that that because I felt like there was like one or two words where he seemed to kind of uh get the word by seeing it and guessing it yeah um where it wasn't that you could tell he wasn't reading the word he was saw a sound and and identified it as I've seen that word I know what that word is Mm -hmm. versus reading it I think so
0: I guess it was mostly like the backwards thing that confused me. Mm. It, it was like mirror imaged on the card and he couldn't read it. Right, so right. I so was, I was perplexed by that. I
1: don't know. So yeah, that is our open invitation for somebody to explain to us because we are not smart.
0: Yes, please do. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so moving on. They're in a triangle. I, uh, I don't care. Yeah, we'll just put somebody else at the top
1: of that triangle. Like, unique. I would be fine if they were fighting over Unique at this point. I'd rather Unique <laughs> than fucking Marley Rose. I'm saying it. Never thought I'd say it.
0: We well, haven't even.
1: I said it. She wasn't even in the choir room this episode. I know, and that was like a weird, like not a low note, high note. She wasn't oh, like it was just weird that Unique was not in the show this episode at all. Again, I'm fine with it. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, it was I noted it. I uh, but like... Marley.
0: Ugh. Yeah, she's awful. Because
1: I liked her the first episode. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I, I get what they're trying to do. She seems likable, blah blah. blah. But at the, so now
0: she's bulimic. I thought the whole point of the last episode was that, was that she was not going to be bulimic. Yep. I thought so, too. And what is and what is Kitty doing? What is Kitty's motivation? Where, is she, where are, is, are we going yeah, Why is this? Kitty in the Glee Club right now? She's in the Glee Club. She's nice to Marley one minute and making faces behind her back the next minute. I don't understand her motivation for being nice to her. Like, oh, I'm going to buy your clothes from now on. I figured, okay, well. I guess her motivation is, you know, to
1: be nice to her, to bring her down. Because I mean, she's still urging her on to be bulimic, um, and you get the feeling that she'll just, you know, because she's kind of saying things like, "Oh, you look, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say that you look fat. That's what other people say." Like she's just kind of, you know, keep your friends close, enemies closer kind of thing. But I still don't get, like, why Shangri Club? What, what's going on here?
0: I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it at all. It's I have
1: decided though, I don't hate the actress playing Kitty. I just hate the character. I thought this episode, she kind of had a few, a couple of good beats where I kind of felt like, okay, the actress kind of, she's, she's doing what she can, but it's just such a stupid role. I mean, it's not as stupid as fucking Marley Rose, but still. It's just awful. Yeah. Because the more I think, like, and the thing is, I just, I, I really also just can't, like, I can't remember Puck's brother's name. Fine. It's Jake. I think (laughs) I might remember it now. But like the fact that I can't remember his name has to yes. say
0: something about him. Exactly. Uh, but I like I said I like Cool Rider I'm fine with him. Yeah, he was okay. I feel like he had he had one like really terrible moment. I'm not going to remember what it is right now. Oh, it was the read. I can't. The worst I... about it yeah. is I never learned <laughs> how to read. Yeah, that was a really bad moment for him. But other than that, he's he's fine. Yeah. Uh, last part of the story would I guess would be Finn uh,
1: kind of. Learning how to be Will Schuster. Yeah, straight on down to the sweater vest. To the sweater vest, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was a cute touch. I did. I I liked it too. (laughs) Yeah, I actually really liked Finn. This episode, I was very surprised to say it, but I enjoyed him in this episode. I thought he, it was fun to see him interacting with different characters, Uh, and not Rachel. (laughs) Yeah, and you know they they had a nice little arc with him where yeah he's kind of. He doesn't know what he's doing and is lacking confidence. And then he kind of finds his way to get it. And I was fine with that. Yep. And again, hopefully we're over now with him being like all mopey and and worried. Now he can just be confident and move on.
0: Hopefully. Yeah. Want to talk about Uh, the music? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so the first song is Blaine and the Warblers doing a Kelly Clarkson song called "Dark Side" that I never heard before. I ha- oh okay good. I had never heard it either. Um, it was still it was just classic Warbler. You ca- mm-hmm. There's you know nothing to say about it except it was classic Warbler and it was wonderful.
1: Yeah, and it totally made me think. Hey, if Blaine does Renegade and perform with the Warblers at Sectionals and they win, I'm totally fine with the show then becoming. About the, about Warblers.
0: the Warblers. Yeah, it, It'll be about Dalton Academy, Academy. I'm fine with that. That's Let's fine. Do Let's do it. They can't let Marley Rose into Dalton, can they? Mm-hmm. No, I they think can. Not. I think not. Just have all the boys transfer there. <laughs> yes. Except Jake. Except for Jake. <laughs> I'm cool. um, uh, Yeah. Up I, next was Superman by R.E.M., which was performed by Blake and Jake. I was excited because I knew the song. I was like, I know this song. Oh, <laughs> I, I wasn't, I really wasn't a fan of this number. I don't know if I don't like them singing together. I'm, I didn't love the song. I thought the choreography was awkward. Uh, there were things I liked. I liked the
1: like Clark Kent aspect to it. I thought it was cute. Um, I like the song to begin with. So, you know, this cover was fine to me. It didn't, wasn't mind blowing. It's not really a song that you can show off vocally. Yeah. And I don't think either one of them uh, is going to do that anyway. At least I, when we heard Blake on, um, on the Glee project and he was never the strongest singer and Jake hasn't shown me that he's, you know, he ain't no blame warbler. So I don't know. It was fine. I don't know. I thought the interactions were cute um, I really liked the, uh, R.D. Finn dialogue of... Yeah, even uh, MS. ...genetic, genetic disease. <laughs> I thought it was a girl's magazine. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. It was okay. It was, you know, B-minus for me. I think it's just such a... Like, even when they're not singing it, it just sounds like R.E.M. Like, they have mm-hmm. such a distinctive yeah. sound, that for anyone else to do it. And to try and do it on, like, this high school show with mm-hmm. people in leotards. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I can see that. Yeah. Um... Next was I feel, I feel Your Pain on this one. You know, Holding, this is one of my favorite karaoke songs. It's Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler.
1: It's a wonderful song. It is such a wonderful song. And it's karaoke-ing this. You have, to, I mean, you have to be ready to do it. You have to make sure you've drank your water and that you're, like, you have the energy. Because it gets intense mm-hmm. when you're fucking doing it right. I'm going to disagree with you. I really liked it. Okay, I like the staging of it. I, I
0: thought liked the choreography whips. was so much fun. And I like the choreography. I hate I, that. I mean, I hate that it was the two of them, but I enjoyed the number. I would have
1: been okay with it being Kitty and someone else. That's what I've decided. At this point, Marley is my nemesis. I like the choreo. I'm going to agree. I, the choreography was fun. I loved the whips. That was great. Um, I just, all those, like, vocally, it was just, yeah. It didn't do it for me vocally. I'd watch it on mute and sing it myself over
0: them. <laughs> okay. Um and then next we have heroes which you and I have marked differently for okay. as different artists. You yeah, what what you tell me yours. It's David Bowie. Oh, right. I knew that. <laughs> so were you just not
1: sure? I forgot that cuz <laughs> listening to it I was like Okay, I'm like I know this song. I've heard the song a hundred times. Except like every song involved in the Elephant Love Medley from Moulin yeah. Rouge, I can only ever hear it and then lapse into. The, yeah, yeah. Then I'm like, we could just for, we can be because uh, in my head I was like, I uh, just singing the rest of that song. I'll drink all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know. Um, but yeah, for some reason Sam to me was just channeling Bob Dylan. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then I was trying to figure out, but I'm like, did did Bob Dylan do a cover of this song? I don't, I don't think so, because wouldn't that have been before David Bowie? Like, Oh on know. on the Wikipedia, it's marked like at, on the Glee song yeah. list, it's marked as as David Bowie. David Bowie, yeah, um, yeah, just it just was so it was just so Bob Dylan of Sam, really? but it was really throwing me off. I thought like I could just it sounded like he was trying to get like a gravel and all that stuff. Interesting. I don't know. Um, I felt like the song didn't really have a place there. I, they just wanted another song with the word heroes in it. Own it. That was the best they could do. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Well, at least they didn't do the Mariah Carey one. True. Uh, yeah, and then there's a montage of volunteering. Of them volunteering, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It was weird. Yeah. Why not? Okay. But I like
0: the song. <laughs> They're and... not going to a homeless shelter and singing Do They Know It's Christmas. Yeah. Um, oh. I do like the song, though, and I like I like Blaine singing it. So. Yep. Um, and then, last but not least, is uh, "Some Nights" by Fun. That's lowercase F U N period. Fun. Do they really need a period? It's it's on the whole. List. <laughs> That's how their name is spelled. Lowercase yeah. F. Big S, small A, small N, big D, small E, big E. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this felt like like season one Glee to me. It did. Because it was. It
1: was everybody come out on stage. Everybody's wearing simple jeans and a red shirt. Everybody gets a note. The only thing that really hurt me was watching it and thinking, like, where's the Rachel or Mercedes to, like, really hit that big note? Yeah. Because it felt, yeah. Yeah. Like it was, I liked watching it, and it did. It felt like this is the way you should, like, I should want every episode of Glee to end this way. Yep. Every episode shouldn't end this way, but I should feel as if, like, that's what the episode earned, is everybody on stage singing. Um. But the problem was, to me, it was, like, it just re- this this song really showed to me the hole they have right now of not having the big note. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on that note,
0: high notes. High notes. Um. I liked I liked the few Finn notes that we had. I like that he thinks that he has to wear a sweater vest, and <laughs> um, I like when he tries the coffee. <laughs> Is this what coffee tastes like? Oh, why do you drink
1: this? Um, I like the the whole episode was cutely styled as a comic book. Yeah, um uh, was... Or occasionally, like, you know, um, I don't know what you call them, panel screen things and stuff. And even the logo from the very beginning, the Glee logo was like a spotlight. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really cute and not done annoyingly, um, but just done, like, in just the right doses. So I enjoyed that.
0: Um, I liked, um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Finn's idea to do... But he didn't take our advice. See Finn should listen to Gleecast because Finn wanted to do foreigner songs in foreign uh, languages. Ah, yes. And I was like, No, don't do foreigner. It's the same four words over and over. And then I like oh, Tina it. Tina and Artie's follow up comment that that's a worse idea than funk, which I don't agree with because I really enjoy I Funk. I like that episode, yeah. Um but worse than
1: Night of Neglect, that was That made me really happy. That was I had to kind of like tip my imaginary hat. Duffed my that. cap. Indeed, indeed my newsies cap yeah uh yeah because that was just like we we've talked about like sometimes it's annoying when glee gets meta on itself but in this case it was it worked yeah especially because it was just like a knife of the glass like it wasn't so specific it was like just the name of the episode oh yeah that um i i thought the the kiki the kiki came back
0: britney's phone for <laughs> yeah. one line and it was pretty great <laughs> it was I think that you're the machine and I'm the human. <laughs> uh, and
1: Meerkat got a haircut that helps his head not look so weird. <laughs> okay. His hair's a little flatter, so now his face doesn't look like it's nine feet long. Um, I
0: have two more. Do you have more? I'm not reading yours. Oh no, my only other one is that Blaine was in the episode, so that was good. Oh, okay. Um, I liked that Finn inherited Will's uh, dancing mannequins for choreography. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, that, that, is that is was a good callback. Cute. Um, and I, I don't know how you don't have this. It was my favorite moment of the entire episode was Sam doing Bane with the jockstrap over his mouth? <laughs> I forgot about that. It was good. I think I was like eating food when he did that. So I couldn't write it down. <laughs> it was so good. And it was a shaky cam too, up close. And then it's <laughs> Joe just like, is that a jockstrap? And it had like no explanation or anything after that. Like, that's it. Like,
1: yeah. That's again, that's exactly what Sam would do.
0: It is. Yeah. Uh, low notes. Oh, Marley. Yep. And I had one other one. I have a few nitpicky things. If you okay. In a nitpick. um, they blur out the new Warbler's face on the laptop, but then they're like, oh, he's in the library, and he turns around, and it, like there was no need to blur out his face. He's I think, standing right there. <laughs> like I feel like it was because they didn't want us thinking it was Sebastian,
1: but... And again, like, maybe they cut a scene with where that was a bigger thing or something. Because I, I I really do feel like they were trying to do this, like, bait and switch, not Sebastian. But do we care? No, we don't.
0: Um, wait, I'm trying to find them in my notes. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Oh, the, a continuity thing was just that bothered me was that it was a superhero club when in the previous episode blaine signed up for the superhero sidekicks club and uh-huh. then later there's a shot of jake in the hallway next to a sign for the superhero sidekicks club maybe they were dueling clubs it bothered me blaine can't be in both then
1: he's blaine can do whatever the fuck he wants just he's place. blaine is class president erica i mean I remember that. I don't know if he did. I don't think anyone else remembers that. I don't think anybody else did. Because remember, like, the whole, what am I doing here? I don't belong. Well, like, you are class president, you know. Um,
0: yeah. I thought that the puck scene was really unnecessary. I actually forgot about that. And kind of lame. It was, uh, I,
1: it was just weird. Like, I, it was kind of amusing to see him, like, in L.A., like, making a living, being a street performer, essentially. Um, and it had, like, a chuckle or two, but... It was just a very like, hey, we have to get. Uh, so we're paying Mark. We got to yeah. Him we something have to get him to something. Okay, hey, give him this one scene. Like it just. And again, I'm fine with him not flying to Ohio for a two minute scene with his brother <laughs> because you know, street performing won't probably get you that much money to do so. But it was just
0: weird. It was bizarre, and it felt very like, hey, look, we we can shoot on location in L. A. Too. <laughs> right,
1: because that's where we're filming.
0: <laughs> right. Um. And then the last thing was, I had one last one, and, oh, it was the scene in the lunchroom with Marley's mom, and when uh blake comes up behind jake and he's like i got it's back and everyone me too and me too hi we had that scene it was in the lady gaga episode and <laughs> exactly. everybody was dressed in crazy costumes also it was they were in lady gaga costumes and now they're in superhero costume like hi we're, that's the same scene we don't need to see it again
1: maybe it was their way of trying to subconsciously lure us back in oh god <laughs> uh my low note was this it just made me angry uh, in the previous, what you missed on, Glee. Uh, so, this was literally the line of dialogue. So, Marley's really insecure about her weight or really insecure about the way she looks, even though she's super skinny and super beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I paused it. I was like, what? First of all, like, she's concerned about the way she looks, even though she's super skinny, as if that's a really good thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, right after that, saying, and super beautiful, as if she's super beautiful because she's super skinny. Which was just such bad writing, like irresponsible writing for that
0: scene. And I don't know if anybody else thought to be offended by it, but I was really offended by it. I think I had it as a fleeting thought, but I didn't care enough to give it a second thought.
1: Yeah, it was just so, so strange.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's all I got. Should we delve into feedback?
1: Yeah, sure thing. We're ready. Move right along. We've got a couple emails. We do. Shall I start with Beth? Sure thing. All right. Let me just take a drink of water. Ah, Beth writes, hi, Emily and Erica. It's Thanksgiving and someone over at Fox thought it might be a bright idea to show a new episode of Glee. Sheer genius? No, it was truly a stupid move. Combined with the football game spilling over into the X Factor. Oh, that's why it was so late. I forgot about football. Glee suffered its worst ratings to date and that it is not going to get any better with a plus three rating or plus seven as East Coast and Central DVRs failed to record the second part of the show. It's a shame because episode 4.7, Dynamic Duets, was one of Lee's most charming and delightful episodes ever. Let's just hope the executives chalk it up as a total loss and exclude this week's ratings and their averages. There appeared to be some damage control by offering the show this week on demand instead of making people wait an entire week as they usually do. Uh, The episode opened with a very serious Blaine running the Secret Society of Superheroes Club. Why am I not surprised Blaine is in charge? He's so earnest in his delivery of the altar of business. It's adorable. That year or two at Dalton sure paid off. Blaine is going to go somewhere. We find out who is who with my favorite, Brittany as a human brain. And that is that bizarre moment when I had my first flashback to totally unrelated movies. Yes, I confess it was me. I suffered from a brain fart and revisited a scene in Mars Attacks. Why Britney remained one of the alien women from that movie is beyond me. Reminded me of one of those women. I could see that. Um, Mars Mars Attacks is a really annoying movie that I never want to watch again, but I begrudgingly respect it. Anyway, that was me. Moving on, Beth writes, I had wondered who the link between New York and Lima was going to be. Uh, it originally made sense to me that it would be curtain lane. It seemed to be the most obvious and easiest choice. The lives of the two of them would intertwine and allow for a simple transition from one location to the other. But for the past three weeks since the breakup, Tina has been the link between New York and Ohio. I'm a little surprised I didn't catch it before. Will Tina surprise us? That's a good point. She's been the texture. hmm Oh, no, the Nationals trophy has been stolen. Did I flash immediately to a James Bond movie? Oh, hell no. I went straight to Austin Powers, Dr. Evil instead. I realized that I was going to be watching a completely different Glee episode from the rest of the viewers. Sorry, guys. My mind went nuts, I suspect. I suspected I was suffering from Thanksgiving Day pie and cakes overload and could not think straight at all. All these superheroes, all sorts of things to write about. I found wanted to pause the show and go hang out in my library. I wanted to read over various mythology texts to sort out hidden meetings with the superheroes. We all know how con- that contemporary superheroes have ancient counterparts from Egypt, Greece, Rome, and Nordic legends, right? So there is a ton of secret messages written in about character traits and behaviors to be uncovered. If I can just match up the correct Glee superhero with its ancient superhero, and I realized I might be giving the show writers too much credit here, as they probably watch the current crop of superhero movies while attending the midnight showings instead... Of pouring over bull... bull bullfinks? Bullfinches? Bullfinches? I don't know what that is. Tell us, Beth. Tell us, Beth. What is bullfinches? Beth genius. So I dropped the odd idea. Sorry, guys. No long-winded lecture on creation myth and legend character traits showing up on Glee for me. I think it was pretty basic. I think Artie was Dr. Dr. X. Dr. X. And Tina was Asian. Yeah. Sugar wore stuff that was flashy. Uh... And Blaine was Batman. Blaine was Batman and Joe was dreads. Yeah, right?
0: and uh and Kitty was Catwoman. Sam was
1: <laughs>
0: the, the Chameleon.
1: Sam was great. That's what Sam <laughs> yeah. was. Anyway, back to Blaine in Charge. Our intrepid-born leader turns on that laptop with an authoritative air that lets us all know he's a man in charge. He is no longer a sidekick or Robinette Kurtz Batman. He has grown up and is on his own. He has morphed into Nightwing. No doubt volumes will be written by Blainers about this transformation. One will merely have to search the web, and they will be better written than anything I can produce right now. And what do we see on the laptop that's left like laptops aren't inexpensive and can simply be left around anywhere? Good point. I mean, at my house, I would be screaming at my kids, asking them, what the hell did you guys do with my laptop? Do you think they grow on trees or something? But it is a warbler, and we all know Dalton Academy boys have money. Lots of it. So it's okay for them to just leave a laptop lying around. After all, it was probably last last month's model. Oh, yeah, back to the plot. Some Dalton dude has stolen the national trophy. The Glee Show place card comes up, and it is a play on Batman, and it cracked me up. Perfect. And then there was some new kid stuff. Can we go back to Blaine now? Finn, in a vest, channeling his inner shoe. Oh, God help us. He's trying to run the choir room and he is a total buffoon. Why, why, why? A very jaded Tina, the voice of reason, questions why they're letting Kitty in. And why not bring back Santana instead? And I think, why not? Except there are probably some rules in the rulebook. They should ask Sue for a copy. She probably still has one. Then we have to suffer through Finn explaining... Sectionals are next week and they need 12 members. I really hope they lose at sectionals so we can end this storyline. <laughs> then the group could disperse and we could fast forward six months to where Santana and Blaine moved to New York to be with Kurt and Rachel. A girl can dream. Finn's idea to sing Foreigner is okay, but in foreign languages while wearing No, 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 bad idea and you can see it on everyone's face. Kiki on Britney's phone resurfaces to let us all know what we suspected in the first place. We are actually trapped in a Doctor Who episode where this is a strange alternative universe where the machines are alive and the people are machines. Just to clarify,
0: that is David Tennant Doctor Who and not a Matt Smith Doctor Who episode. I told you my brain was going with face. Um, thank you, Beth. Of course it's a David Tennant episode. Why would we ever want a Matt Smith episode when we could choose between the two? Uh-huh. <laughs> Tenth Doctor for Life. Woohoo. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I
1: one day I'll watch it, maybe. Uh, yeah. It's
0: so good. I'm sure it is. It just I there's so much it's stuff. just Buffy with a man in sci-fi. It's sci-fi Buffy with a manly male lead. Okay, it's. I mean, that makes me want to watch it. It does. The first couple of seasons are very monster of the week, and then, okay. it, and then you start to get in like, well, there's only one season of the Ninth Doctor, and then after that, you get in, you start to get into your bigger, care big bad arcs, mm-hmm. and it is, it's, it. It play to me. It plays like Buffy, but just that's, I mean that that's sci-fi. actually a very good way to make me want to watch it. So good, and but you, first I mean, yeah. You you don't even. I wouldn't even be offended if you stopped when David Tennant left the show. <laughs> well, like you not have to watch ten seasons first for that to happen. No. Oh. No. No. Oh, oh. You start. No, you start at the when they. No, you start at Doctor Nine. But isn't I mean, true? for me. <laughs> That's where I started, because the old ones are all, like, 60s and 70s. Like, I don't want to go back that far. I started when it restarted. Okay. Maybe they be, yeah. kept the Doctor. Continu- I mean, that's all that's on Netflix anyways, from Doctor 9 on. Okay. So I feel it's, like I should watch it just to get more community jokes. Yes. Because I know it's difficult in my head. It's one season of, of Christopher Eccleston, who's Spoiling. number nine, and then it's, like, four or five seasons of David Tennant, and then it starts Matt Smith. All
1: right. Oh, we will we will we'll, we'll talk about this
0: when okay. TV stops happening so
1: much. Over uh, the summer, sorry. yes. Okay. Beth continues, "Beast in tights with a big BM on her front." Immediately, I went to Bill Murray's front gate in Zombieland with its large BM. I need to stop referencing movies. Gee.
0: Really? Because I went to bowel movement.
1: <laughs> I was trying to figure out if like BM was a stand-in for another like dirty term, but I couldn't think of anything. Bowel movement. I mean, it, yeah, that does work. <laughs> Hunter Clarington. New head warbler. Guess Dalton really takes its music program seriously. And in the background, a clock that doesn't move. A pet peeve of mine. I flash back to a moment in a Pride and Prejudice, where the clock didn't move. I hate clocks as props. I know I got distracted again. Guess he is not interested in Blaine for anything other than singing. It seems Sebastian is neither. Oh well. I did like Sebastian's line. We all know the real Blaine. Blaine driven, ambitious, a real Dalton boy. Thank you, Sebastian, for confirming Blaine's true character traits. We know this to be true. Dark side. of course blaine sings lead but the lyrics that really got me were blaine asking the warblers do you love me our blaine is truly a needy little boy back to the choir room fit admitting his first idea was pretty bad Artie and tina ask worse than funk worse than a night of neglect i love it when glee gets all meta like this they know those stinkers were stinkers and the Artie questions Finn about his costume, the bulge who makes gym socks disappear. Before I had a chance to recover, Brittany chimes in with, Please don't melt us with your bulge, and I am dying. The only thing better would have been for Finn to cup his genitals, run to the bathroom while screaming, I gotta take the kids for a quick swim in the pool. Sorry, couldn't help myself. No the more newbie. poop jokes. Right? No more poop jokes. I can't take any more poop jokes. I could watch Finn in spandex, but I don't want him to hear him talking about poop. The newbies are going to sing duets. What? I'd rather hear Tina and Blaine or Artie and Brittany. Artie's had like nothing to sing. Yeah,
0: really I long. thought I thought that
1: during the episode too. Yeah. But the Superman song was actually rather nice. Damn, Glee, are you trying to turn me to the dark side? Must resist. Whoa, the boys are really fighting instead of the classic glee shoves. The return of Little Wooden Puppet Theater. I remember Will, Will playing with them. And then I flashed over to Phantom of the Opera. Eric, the opera ghost, had one too. I gotta stop doing this. Oh, oh, Blaine is going to leave us for the Warblers? I had a brief moment of hope because my Warbler CD is one of my favorites. I could go for a second album. Me too. Has a, Kitty has a great line where she describes Marley singing, sounding like a snot bubble in the back of your throat. I can totally hear that. Marley is still tossing her cookies. How stupid is this girl? Has she never stepped on a scale? Right? Seriously. Half-naked Sam as Bane, wear, uh, as Bane wearing a jockstrap. Did I yell Bane? No, I yelled Furt. I realized I had a true clusterfuck moment. You know that split second in time when your brain is firing all sorts of weird synopses and you put together a seemingly random list of thoughts to get from one idea or concept to another? Here's how mine worked. Sam is Bane. Bane was played by Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was in Masterpiece Theatre as Virgin Queen, as Robert Dudley. Did I see that? I might have seen that. Earl of uh, Earl of Leicester, where, uh, La- La- yeah, where yes. I thought he was totally adorable. I decided to follow Hardy's career because I thought he showed promise. He was in Rock and roll as Handsome Bob. Rock and Rolla is a great movie to pair up with the usual suspects as a fun double feature night. I do that pair movies. Rock and roll also starred Gerard Butler, who for a brief moment in time, at least according to my boys, was my boyfriend. We broke up after the bounty hunter for good reasons. Um, that was a terrible movie. Beth, by the way, I totally, I had a crush on Gerard Butler after Dracula 2000, where he played Dracula 2000. And I was like, this guy's going to go places. He's got gorgeous <laughs> eyes. Like he's a good looking fella. And then, well, no, and then this he's going to go places. He's going to go. He's got presence. I tell you, the movie's <laughs> terrible, but like he's really hot in it. And then he was, I mean, he was in 300, and he's shirtless for
0: most of the movie, and he looks great. And I i, I will fully admit, I had a crush on Gerard Butler for quite a Who long is time. Is he, who's in Phantom? Isn't he in Phantom? He was in Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, he's in Phantom. Phantom. And I didn't hate him in it, I just thought he was hilariously miscast,
1: but <laughs> deep down, I was—I would still fuck him at the time. Um, But now, no, not anymore, Now, It's over between me and him. Uh, anyway, back to Rock and Rolla. Butler, who was straight, asked Hardy, who was gay, to dance in a rather sweet moment for such a rough and tumble movie. I mean, they torture people in this movie. While watching the episode, Furt, for the first time, I hope the curtain fin would eventually dance like they did during Rock and Rolla. Hence, when I first saw Sam as Bane, I yelled, "Fert." makes perfect sense to me. I see your logic there. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out Jake and Ryder's issues in Ryder can't read. I guess Sam recovered from his dyslexia. Mm, Marley in superhero costume is FW at first. I thought she was WTF. Maybe I am dyslexic. (laughs) Kitty with a whip. Oh, the awakening of so many young boys' BDSM fantasies. I'm not going to go any further with this one. I like the song and all, but honestly, I was more interested in seeing the band members. Hi, Brad. Brad looks a little worried. Maybe he was concerned Kitty would get him with that whip. I know I would have been nervous. We find out Blaine has been taken to the dark side. He has returned to Dalton. Cool. I tried to pre-order the new Warbler album, but couldn't find it on Amazon. Another tearful moment. Ryder is crying and thanking Finn. Gag, gag. Meanwhile, I am wondering why my tire and lube job at Hummel's is taking so goddamn long. Why is Finn at school all day if he only has one after-school activity to lead? <laughs> Shouldn't he be working? Excellent point, Beth. Highlight of the Let's Defend Jake after he talks to Marlite's mom, Becky, and her spork. I'm back down too. that girl could seriously hurt someone. We head out to L.A. Puck is now a male prostitute for $100 a pop. His his advice to his little brother was spot on. Don't be a dick. Homeless guy throwing up in Streisand Star. Ryan must be pissed at Barbara for some reason. Sam and Blaine. I'm glad we don't see Eli as he is not an important character. Sam and Blaine need to be best friends. I love their duet. David Bowie's hero. Sam cuffing Blaine's head giving him some non-sexual loving... Blaine needs positive attention. I don't want to see Sam and Blaine date. I want to see them go off as friends. Goof off as friends. When they start to paint each other, I was so relieved Blaine wasn't wearing his red pants. Just saying. I love those red pants, and I don't want to see any harm come to them. (laughs) Maybe he, like, bought two pairs. Sam and Blaine recover their trophy in true superhero style, complete with blam! And Blaine! Cartoon caption. Love it! But then I bummed out. No second Warbler's album. Back to the classroom and Blaine has to go ruin it by hero worshipping Finn. No, no, Blaine, don't turn it all about Finn. I seriously want to hurt someone. Finn's fanny pack with much needed teacher tools inside. The Barbie head from Whitney that slayed me. It's so weird. and so funny. actually, I forgot about that moment. Yeah, it was a good moment. It was just because it was really great because she was just like that's from me and that was it. <laughs> like and it was really funny just on its own. It was. Ian Brennan knows how to downplay things and that was the right choice. The ending number, some nights felt really good. Old style Glee, I liked it. As a group, this one sounded very polished. I do have to wonder if they are doing all the singing or using studio musicians again. Anyway, time to close. I look forward to the Thanksgiving episode next week as I need a little Kurt and Rachel back in my life. Until then. Oh, you know what? I didn't see the previews for next week. What what did they say? What did they hint at? I did not either. Okay, then. Because you watched it on Hulu also? Yes.
0: Well, I will be very surprised tomorrow night, then. (gasps) I um, briefly played a video that Glee posted on Facebook Cause it said like preview of Thanksgiving. So I thought it was going to be next week on Glee and it wasn't, it was like behind the scenes mm. and it was them talking about Gangnam style. Cause that's coming up. I'm sorry if I ruined that for you. I'm sure yeah. you were really, really excited for it. <laughs> um, and they were like the way they were saying it, it sounded like sugar was saying condom style. And I don't, I don't know. I stopped watching it because I was like, this isn't what I wanted. And I turned it off. <laughs> we'll find out soon. Um, although, Oh
1: God, I, I had to, I just, I'm very excited because tonight on Lauder SVU, you know where they're going.
0: Where are they going?
1: They're going to Hunts Point. Frogs. <laughs> uh, Patricia Arcat is guest starring as a prostitute who works in Hunts Point, which is the neighborhood I work at, not as a prostitute. <laughs> it's the neighborhood I work not as a, as a prostitute. prostitute but I'm really excited because they're going to be filming that means and I'll be mad because it meant I, I could have seen them film an SVU in my hood um but I'm very excited so I mean by the time this is released it will all, already have aired and I'll give remind me to give a report of it next week okay I will. oh and and like two weeks ago on SVU they went to Patchogue did they I don't think they actually went to Patchogue it was like they were like this lawyer he has offices in Patchogue I'm like what, what? and then they um did a chachonk Patchogue Long Island and it was like in the interior of Lava, so it was probably not actually a Of all the towns, I, was, I know. Rhode Island,
0: it was so exciting. And they pronounced it correctly. The writer must have been from Patchog. Oh my! Now I have to figure out who the writer is. Cause maybe I know him or her. Yeah, because most people see the word patchog and they go Pachogi? Yeah. Like, <sighs> right. Sorry. <sighs> For here, here's, segue, here's an email from a fellow Long Islander. Here we go. From Brienne. Hello, once again, my friends of GleeCast. I hope everyone had a good holiday. For the Americans. Sorry, Angie, but I hope you're well, too. (laughs) Anyway, the fact that they aired a new episode on the one national holiday that people can't argue about started me off on the wrong foot. Mm -hmm. Then, to have the episode cut off the last 10 to 15 minutes because of the football game that went on earlier, a Thanksgiving tradition, I might add, so I wasn't mad at the football game. I was more annoyed with the episode. Then Fox has st- has started to delay releasing the episode on demand, and you can only view it online if you were a subscriber to Dish Network, Cable Plus, or Verizon, which I am not, so I couldn't view it online. My glee savior, Erica, let me use her Hulu Plus account. Thanks again, Erica. You're welcome, Brian. So sure. I did watch it. What?
1: You do. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> <You're
0: welcome. laughs> however, in the last ten minutes of my however the last ten minutes of my viewing was interrupted by, by my boyfriend coming home from work and then telling me he was telling me we were going to his parents. So I had to quickly get ready and have the rest of the episode play as background music. However, the song Some Nights managed to stay in my head for the remainder of the evening. Suffice it to say, I had a bad taste in my mouth even before viewing the episode. It was definitely a fluffy episode, a fluff episode. I'm not saying it was a terrible episode because it wasn't, but there was no real sustenance to it. I have to say that writer, Glee Glee Project winner Blake, has been doing well, in my opinion. For those who didn't watch the season, there was a a little more emphasis on acting, and it shows with him. Mm -hmm. He's still green, but he definitely is better than Rory and Joe last year. Here are my high notes. I enjoyed the superhero theme and their, funny new and their fun new personalities. I enjoyed that Beast costume said mm-hmm. BM and that there was a joke made about Jake and Ryder's super identity being <laughs> a degenerative disorder MS. I enjoyed Finn using Mr. Shoe's figures to stage a number. Mm-hmm. I love Sam being Blaine in the jockstrap. And my last highlight was Puck having to hang up because the bum was puking at Barbara and star. The music was okay. Nothing really stuck out. I did find it funny that Blaine was able to just sing the entire song and know the choreography (laughs) when he was at Dalton, but that is the essence of the show. That's
1: the essence of Blaine. Yeah.
0: My notes just kind of end, (laughs) haha, so that's my feedback for this week. Supposedly, next week is the Thanksgiving episode. Again, I pretty much missed the end, so I definitely missed the trailer for next week, but come on, Glee. I'm really starting to miss the days when I was excited to watch Glee. Until next week, Brianna. Yeah. Yep, you and me both, Brienne. Yeah,
1: I mean, I like this episode. I think um, general consensus agrees it was much better than they have been doing because it was, you know, I don't know, tonally consistent. It worked with the most story. Like, it didn't feel like it, all these things were coming out of nowhere. And it was fun. And everybody, you could tell, it, like, they all had fun making it. Mm-hmm. But, it, yeah, it just was not, I mean, vocally, nothing was great. And, you know, it was okay. It was good. But, yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. And Wayne, our last email, courtesy of Wayne Kotke, who titles his email Glee Superpower This Week, not bugging the living shit out of me. Batgirl <laughs> and Spider Woman. First off, what kind of sick, sadistic lunatic schedules a new episode of a TV show to air on Thanksgiving? And who would allow the ridiculously unnecessary X Factor to go over its already too generous time slot on the Fox schedule, thus screwing up people's DVRs? Despite all this, thanks to On Demand, I did manage to watch all of Dynamic Duets, and while it was no duets, not by a long shot, this is probably as good as Glee is going to be in season four if it insists on focusing on the newbies and the going-ons at McKinley. This is Glee doing its best with its worst elements. That's a good way of putting it. And hey, there was even some fun to be had along the way. Am I complaining? Yes, a, l- a bit. But I didn't hate this as much as I hated Glee, so I counted as a victor. <laughs> I'm never going to really care about the Marley Kitty, Jake Ryder, Love Quadrangle. All the characters involved are too boring. And the bulimia story remains dreadful. Can Marley really be as gullible as that? But I hated the new characters less this week. That's progress, right? I even stopped hating Finn and got some enjoyment out of his fumbling attempts to fill in for Will. The dyslexia thing was not needed or wanted. But I thought Glee handled it in a better and more responsible way than they've handled other issues. Like, say, I don't know, bulimia. (laughs) Uh, Excellent point. Excellent point. Agree 100%. The generic hallway cafeteria bullies remain a major problem on the show. I'm begging you, Glee. Either cut these nameless, worthless characters out of the show entirely, highly recommended, or greatly reduce their number of appearances. Maybe one scene every six months? I'm learning to tolerate Marley and her mom, but those bullies straight up suck as characters, and they're becoming a drag on the series. This being Glee, the writers chose a gimmick of the week, in this case superheroes, and hammered away at it constantly, trying to tie it into every plot and subplot. But as gimmicks go, it's an eccentric and entertaining one, so I don't mind as much as I normally would. And any episode which openly acknowledges that a night of neglect shank gets points in my book.
0: Is that all three emails acknowledge
1: that? I think so. Because they did. It was such a shitty episode. It was. Here's an episode where nothing happens. And we're just going to have all the characters stand on stage singing alone. And nothing's going to be that good. Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. Take it. (laughs) Uh, I am not too keen on what they're doing with the Warblers. I think the show has lost interest in vocal adrenaline or just forgotten about them. So they're turning the Warblers into bad guys. To me, it's miscasting. But I ended up liking the scene with Sam and Blaine stealing back their trophy from Dalton. I forgot. That was actually cute. It was. So Dynamic Duets was a pretty cute, fairly fun episode, which I didn't want to repeatedly punch in the face until it begged for mercy. That's a good thing. But please, Glee, let's move on from this and get to the good stuff. Up, up, and oi ve waiting cocky at djwrites.blogspot.com. Yeah, I mean, I think he sums it definitely sums up exactly how I felt about it. Yeah. Best we've had so far, and probably the best they can do with those characters, but still not as good as it would have been if it wasn't with those characters. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we have a new episode for us. It will be tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, we're not sure when we're recording yet. We'll talk about that. We'll discuss it. We'll discuss it, indeed. Uh, oh, until then... Um, yeah, oh wow. I had come tape how, to where did that come from? Our had, Facebook group. Come to our Facebook group. I had tape stuck inside my pajama pants. Oh, it's good. I don't
0: know what I've been doing in my sleep. Uh, yes, Facebook page. Facebook page. Uh, GleeCast. Search for it. Um, write us emails. GleeCast at gmail.com. Yeah, and that's all we've got. We will listen. See you next week. Yeah, listen, listen to the to feminine us. critique. Oh, sure. You can do that. Yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying yeah. it. Um, I'm gonna go watch Atonement now.
1: Yay! You're you
0: you're, you're you're obtained atonement. My 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 newly, acquired my newly acquired copy of Atonement. Enjoy that, won't you? <laughs> I will. Everybody have a good week. Later. Bye.